Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we're going to talk to you all about The Incredibles. Bum, bum, bum. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, We're going to start off the show by talking to you all about some of the super kind reviews that we've gotten over the past week. Um, I'm very, very excited about these. Um, How many accounts did you create? (laughs) to do this. You'll see. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So our first review is just, you know, a super kind review from a fan. Um, they seem a little bit old, but it's fine. They can still listen. They are living among us. Average citizens, average heroes. <laughs> Another review uh, came from username Young Evil Elon Musk. <laughs> I am your number one fan. Oh, my God. That's so cute. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we uh, we got one uh, review and it wasn't wasn't that positive. Um, it was it was from username Edna Mode. Um, it's to be expected that it's negative, but hey, I, I mean at least she listens. It comes to relive the past. It truly does. Mm-hmm. This one was a little bit nicer though. This uh, she she had multiple points. Super models. <laughs> Nothing super about them. It's a little backhanded, but hey, I'll take it. Exactly. However, uh, we got a review from Mrs. Frozone is the username here. I'm not sure um, exactly who this is, but... The greatest good you are ever gonna get. And lastly, a review coming from username Bike Kid, and it is a preview of what you're gonna get today. You can see the future. It's weird, but like, it's fine. I don't know, something amazing, I guess. Is what we're going to be talking about today. Oh my god, he's so cute. That little kid is so cute. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's so cute. And that's all the reviews that I have from you. Maybe later on in the show, we'll talk about some actual reviews that we got. (laughs) Spoiler alert, those weren't actual reviews. Whatever. If you enjoyed that, please rate us five stars on iTunes. It really helps. Thanks, guys. Right into The Incredibles. Uh, 2004. What a shit, what a year. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> was it that bad of a year? No, I was going to say what a show. And oh, like, I thought I you were going to say what a shit that. year. And I, I was like, oh, okay. No, well, I definitely wasn't going to say that. Um, the running time of this, though, was like super long. It was an hour and 55 minutes, which it just was too long. It took me literally three days to get through this movie. Like, I started this movie on Saturday, kept going on Sunday, finished it up today when I got home. I didn't think it was that bad i didn't no, I don't know I, didn't, I wouldn't say bad i would say long yeah it was long they, but yeah they, it, like, it was long was it was lengthy it just didn't need to happen like the end part with what's his name no yeah yeah i agree um i think the time <laughs> wow, on the island nice for once. <laughs> um i think the time on the island was a little uh strung out I think. The island was really cool, but that. I mean... Yeah, it was yeah. cool, but it was a little strung out mm-hmm. a bit. So, uh, Incredibles is directed by Brad Bird, who is a Disney animator who is the first person to receive a solo writing credit on a feature-length film from Pixar Animation Studios, and he was the sole writer and director of this movie. He also... That's so impressive. Like, oh, yeah. That's it's so amazing. cool. At the very end, when it says written and directed by Brad Bird, you're like, yeah, great. Yeah. I think it Incredible. definitely... Incredible. But he also... 
makes I, I think it kind of makes sense with animated movies to have writers and direct uh, to have a writer be the director just because I mean I think it makes more sense but I don't know if it completely makes sense yeah I, I can just see how it would work pretty well yeah. because like it, because you don't have a bunch of actors and stuff running around there's not like real sets or real like set production and all that it's very much working with people in computer animation so it's yeah. I can see how it would work yeah, Brad Bird also directed The Iron Giant, Ratatouille, Mission Impossible, Ghost, <laughs> Ghost Protocol, <laughs> and Tomorrowland, and The Incredibles 2, coming out on Friday. Um, and yeah. Yeah, one of these is not like the other. No, I, Mission Impossible, <laughs> like, the, the, the Ghost Protocol. Was that like a favor? Did he like do that? No. Like somebody was like, we really need a director. Was he the Scientologist or was that somebody else? No, somebody's no, no, a Scientologist. I don't remember who, but I remember reading it. It's it's Jason Lee, yeah. Oh, no, great, great, great. That's yeah. weird. Um, he won two Oscars, both for Best Animated Feature Film of the Year for The Incredibles and Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Um, yeah, so this is the movie that won the Oscar. Toy Story did not win an Oscar, as we no, eventually think- got to. But it was painful for me to listen in that edit to us saying, like, oh, Toy Story, it's Oscar winning. I, I, I think was like, Toy oh. Story 2 might have won. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Yeah. See, it's not like they haven't, like, gotten their due. No, yeah. Like, Toy Story has been absolutely recognized. I'm just saying they technically did not win an Oscar. And really, when when you're making a billion dollars when a movie comes out, do you... Is it it really necessary for you to win Oscars? Like, I think you're being a little needy. Wipe your tears from not winning an Oscar with with $100 bills. Exactly. Like, you can wipe your butt in the morning with a $100 bill. I think you're okay. That sounds disgusting. $100 bills are gross. Well, so is your butt. (laughs) I know. It's gross all around. Maybe hop in the shaft. (laughs) What did you say? I said maybe hop in the shower after that. They have a $100 bill loofah. Like, it's just a loofah made of $100 They're fresh from the treasury. You pay extra. so fancy. Do you? Is that, like, a thing? Well, I don't know. Like, if you can get, like, if you can pay extra to have, like, fresh money. I don't know. know (laughs) I'm sure you can. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Who plays... uh, Let's get into the cast. Who plays Mr. Incredible? Uh, Craig T. Nelson plays Bob Parr slash Mr. Incredible. His known force are The Incredibles Coach, which is, I guess, a TV show that aired know. from 1989 to 1997, which is a pretty long time. He was also, really in, also in Poltergeist in 1982, so the older version, and The Family Stone in 2005. I believe our listeners might recognize him as Zeke Braverman from Parenthood, or like me, the coach from Blades of Glory. Or our listeners might recognize him from literally none of these things. I mean, like, I definitely recognize him as the coach from Blades of Glory. Like, when I saw that, that was one of his credits. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. No, I definitely don't remember Blades of Glory that well. Really? No. Oh. Such a good movie. Definitely watched it, like, once, maybe twice. Oh, my God. Anyway, playing Helen Parr slash Elastigirl is Holly Hunter. Um, and her known fours are The Piano, 13, The Big Sick, and Broadcast News. A movie, I guess, from 1987? Not, like, being on Broadcast News. That would have been weird. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. And I'm like, it was only out for... It was, like, a news channel that was only on for a year. And I'm like, oh, I guess it was Honestly, a movie. Honestly, like, <laughs> most local news should be. Um, yeah. 
but she was so good in the big sick too she's really I like seen that yeah i've been meaning so to watch that forever funny and not forever since 2017 yeah but you know it's I mean. very funny i definitely strong recommend yeah um she won an oscar for her leading role in the piano um and this was the same year that she was also nominated for best actor in a supporting role for The Firm. And that's from 1994, so I do not remember it. But, I mean, that's kind of crazy to be nominated for two Oscars the same year. One yeah, leading, leading role, role and, and supporting, supporting. Role. That's great. You had a good year. Yeah. 1994 was did, did well for Holly Hunter. Um, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Well, I didn't include the L in this one. Oh, my God. Samuel Jackson plays Lucius Best slash Frozone. Um, he's best known for Pulp Fiction from 1994, The Hateful Eight in 2015, Snakes on a Plane in 2006, and Jackie Brown 1997. So he's a little all over the place. Also, my favorite movie, Kingsman. Oh yeah, I forget he's in that. So good. Um, he has 178 acting credits and is best known for his collaborations with Spike Lee in things like Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues, and Jungle Fever, and Quentin Tarantino with Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and Django Unchained. I care so much about all these action movies that I have no interest in. You've never seen, like, Django Unchained? No. Oh, my God. It's crazy. It's long. I think I, like, my parents were watching it one day, and I, like... Saw parts of it and I was like, I'm bored. And then yeah, I left. Yeah, DiCaprio's in. It's pretty good. It's just long and like weird. It gets yeah. weird. Um, he was an admitted drug user until he completed rehab two weeks before playing a drug addict in Jungle Fever in 1991. Cool. Which I find hilarious. He did a post-credits scene cameo as Marvel Comics character Nick Fury in Iron Man in 2008 and went on to sign a nine-film commitment to reprise the role in future films, including major roles in Iron Man 2, The Avengers, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Avengers Age of Ultron, and minor roles in Thor and Captain America, The First first avenger crazy i mean it's it's really what i thought was craziest about this fact about samuel jackson turning a post credits cameo into nine movies like that's something special i feel like yeah that's really like a stroke of luck if nothing else but exactly yeah for them to decide for it to be like, okay, this guy is now needed in nine movies. Yeah, I didn't really, like, realize how successful Samuel L. Jackson is, mainly because, like, I'm not generally a superhero movie person. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, I don't really... Like, I'm not seeing Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, really? I'm not, I don't know. The Avengers that. movies are so good. But, um... It's still, it's pretty cool when you, like, look at it now, looking at all of this written down. Oh, yeah. It's pretty impressive. um, The success of The Incredibles enabled Jackson to surpass Harrison Ford as the actor whose movies have grossed the most money in the world in excess of $3 billion, though in 2016, Ford re-surpassed him due to the massive success of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. However, with The Incredibles 2 coming out, it's very possible that... Um, Samuel Jackson could resurpass him. They're just like it's kind of like who's gonna die first? <laughs> <laughs> wow! But I think um, Samuel Jackson. Just I think has it's like Harrison Ford. Numbers on his side. Yeah, and I'm just I don't know. I think that this is really interesting. This isn't like how much money they've earned. No. This is how much money the movies that they've been in have earned. And I think it's like Harrison Ford is always going to be 
a more prominent figure than Samuel L. Jackson. Like, Samuel Mm -hmm. L. Jackson's going to be off to the side, like, talking. But Harrison Ford, like, I mean, I think that he has more star power yeah, he's he's a standard leading man for sure. Like he's being cast as a leading man, not well. I mean, yeah, he was at least at one point. But Speaking I think those of- numbers are definitely definitely contribute to like how much they can ask for when they go into um, for sure. But I think like Harrison Ford is probably going to be the reason why a movie sells more tickets, yeah. as opposed to Samuel no one's Jackson. going to see The Incredibles for Samuel Jackson. No, no yeah. one. Yeah, uh, people are going to see The Incredibles for Edna Mode, you know, like exactly. Yeah, who like we'll learn later. We'll is, learn later. This yeah. is mind blowing, um, <laughs> but stay tuned. Um, so speaking of leading man, um, also this movie is Jason <laughs> Lee um, playing Buddy Pine slash Syndrome. Um, his known fours are almost famous. Chasing Amy, My Name is Earl, which is like my known four for him is My Name is Earl, and also Mallrats from nineteen ninety five. And um, Jason Lee was a professional skateboarder, which is super random, during the late 80s and early 90s. Um, But he decided to pursue acting in 1993 and officially retired from skateboarding in 1995. He still co-owns and manages a a skate brand, Stereo Skateboards, which I've never heard of and I don't know how successful it is, but sure. They have a website. Uh, (laughs) So do we. It's not that hard. No, I mean, I looked up the website and had like stuff for for sale. So I mean, at least they're still like, but I mean, at least they're like still doing business. So I don't know. Um, and it was founded in 1992 with his longtime friend and fellow ex-pro skateboarder, Chris Pastras. It's not about the Pastras, Olivia. <laughs> it's not about the Pastras. Yeah. Um, so another very interesting fact about Jason Lee is that he joined Scientology in the early 1990s and left the church in 2016. Um, His ex-wife, Carmen Llewellyn, has openly blamed the religion for their divorce. She joined in 1995 and left when they divorced in 2001. So he's very much a, or was up until 2016, a member of the Scientology church, which is, I mean, he doesn't, he hasn't really talked about it very much in the media. Just his ex-wife has like very openly matched it, which is good for her. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Scientology, not great. <laughs> yeah, not, I don't not, think that's a very um, hot take. Scientology, not great. Yeah, from from what I hear, not not a whole lot of great things coming. No, from no, it. no. Um, also, this movie is our sh- our fave. Although I mean, he's not great in this movie, but our fave Wallace Shawn, um, who plays Gilbert Huff. Is that how you'd say that? I think so. Huff, sure. Um, known for as we went over this last time because he's also in Toy Story, but his other known fours are The Princess Bride, My Dinner with Andre, and. The Incredibles. Um, so yeah, we know him as Cyrus Rose, the world's cutest stepfather to Blair Waldorf. I feel like a broken record. We're saying this again. Wallace Shawn, cool dude. Yeah, well, I mean, not everybody listens to every single episode. So. Well, you should, if well, you yeah. haven't. Okay. We have a very long and prestigious feed. There's um, Oscar winners in our feed. We've talked about Oscar winners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So Wallace Shawn is uh, also just, we can't forget, he's the son of longtime editor of The New Yorker, William Shawn, and the journalist Cecile Leon. Cecile. A.K.A. Lion. Cecil Cecil the Lion. Lion. (laughs) 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 R.I.P. So sad. Um, May we never forget. Yeah, of course. (laughs) We couldn't. We couldn't. Him, 
Cecil and Harambe. We'll never forget you. And, you know, somebody else. Uh, lastly, um, playing Edna E or voicing Edna E. Mode is Brad Bird, our prestigious writer slash director slash voice. It's yeah. like he's Brad Bird is like when someone does a group project all by themselves. It's a one man show. And it's like I did this section and this section. Exactly. And this section. Brad Bird just was like, I'm just gonna make this movie at home written on the by, weekend. Edited by <laughs> like this is a, a a YouTube video from 2007 that's like written by Miranda Johnson, edited by Miranda. Johnson. Yeah, he's just filmed he, by Miranda Johnson. He just goes into Disney Pixar Studios Starring. and he's like, you guys, you guys like do the animation, I'll do everything else. Everything else. That's <laughs> honestly me if I made a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I need it to be perfect, so you guys have nothing to me, do with it. the this. most controlling person ever. Um, yeah, so he provided the voice originally for, uh, for Edna on the temporary audio track, and then they were gonna try and get Lily Tomlin to voice the character... Um, but uh, they turned down Lily Tomlin, casual, after listening to Brad's scratch track, stating that they already had the right voice for the character in Brad. Um, actually, Lily Tomlin turned down the part oh, okay. because she thought that her. Brad Bird was better, which is interesting. I can kind of see it. Like, I can see Lily Tomlin being Edna Mode. I'm glad that I Brad Bird can. did amazing, but, you know, I can see it, and I'm sure they saved some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving away from the cast, you know, they were great. We're done. Um, <laughs> um, Dang, so this movie, someone's on a schedule. <laughs> this movie made $92 million at the box office. No, which, it didn't. Er, sorry. <laughs> this movie had... <laughs> no, it didn't. No. <laughs> do you want to do it? No, I was just like, needed to let you know that that was not <laughs> This movie had a $92 million budget, and it made $70 million back its opening weekend. Um, it made $261 million gross in the United States and $631 million worldwide. Move over Toy Story. We have a new top performer for ooh, our ooh, highest ooh, grossing ooh. film. Ooh, 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 yeah. I'm sorry if you're money, singing money, a Chris money, Brown money. song. Um, that song's associated with Donald Trump. We can't do that one either. Well, I mean, or Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> For the no, no, it's not. Actually, I think they changed No one watched that song, didn't they? I don't I know. I watched it, but I think they might watch it. Because it had some good people. It had, like, Brandy Glanville on it. And I think it had Mike... It had some good it people. Had, it, it had, had Brandy Glanville Eisner. on it. Uh, Matt Eisner was on it. Yeah, no, Matt Eisman. Eisman. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was pretty good season, all things considered. Mr. Incredible himself. Um, this movie also received four Oscar nominations and won two. Um, the two that it won were Best Animated Feature of the Year and Best Achievement in Sound Editing. The Oscars are so pretentious. Best Achievement in Sound Editing? Whatever. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, I feel like it could mean anything or it could mean nothing. Me <laughs> editing this podcast every Yeah, week. like it could mean like literally nothing or it could mean like very, like everything. Like mm-hmm. it, there's just no in between. Sure. Like how do they pick? I also enjoy something that's interesting about living in Los Angeles. Um, everybody is submitting things uh, for your consideration for Emmy yeah. nominations right now. And it's like stuff that... Like, it's just, like, people will nominate any, like, will yeah. submit anything for consideration. No, people submit everything for consideration. Yeah. I see on my way to work every day, I probably shouldn't say that, but I see on my way to work every day, I see a, um, for your consideration billboard for Will and Grace, and then I see another one for, um, 
the good fight, the spinoff of the Good Wife that's on oh, CBS. I, I keep accents. seeing it um, for American Vandal. That like weird. No one's um, nominating that. Yeah, I also it's a see. Joke. I see an Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt one all the time too. I see a few. Which I get um, that one a little bit. Yeah, I I've seen a few on Instagram. Some, oh, and like, the crown. comedy specials I've seen that are being submitted. Like people. So who, weird. But they're like the comedians are submitting their own comedy <laughs> special. Like for your consideration. Yeah, get that promo, you guys. I yeah, feel it. It's like okay. I mean, I guess, but like. Like, if Netflix... Like, it's like, okay, Tom Segura, I get it. But, like, if Netflix isn't, isn't like, formally submitting you, like, are, are you just submitting yourself? Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's cool. Know. But, yeah, so everybody wants an Emmy. Sure. So, so some <laughs> trivia. Uh, uh, everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Here's the trivia. We'll get to the plot soon. But, like, here fine. we go. Okay. Um, so, Jason Lee recorded his vocals for this movie in four days, while Craig T. Nelson recorded his over the span of two years. Great. I'm sure there were a lot of pauses in there. I'm sure they weren't like in the booth for 700 Whatever. days, like working on getting his vocals. Well, it's over the span, but still, it's like, what were you doing, dude? Come on. I think it was probably like, oh, he recorded preliminary ones for the actual it, yeah, animation, yeah, and then like he recorded the real ones later. Anyway. Whatever. You just like to slice and dice my awesome facts. I have fantastic knife skills. Um, so Samuel L. Jackson was cast as the voice of Frozone because Brad Bird wanted the character to have the coolest voice. I mean, which he kind of succeeded, but it was very closely followed by himself as Edna Mode. Yeah, Brad Bird, big fan of Brad Bird. I think yeah. Brad Bird gets a gift basket. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely sending Brad Bird a gift basket. Yeah. Have you sent out Kenny's yet? or? I'm still picking out the right one. Do okay. we want like soaps? Do we want wine no. and cheese? What do we want? I think wine and cheese. I don't know. I feel like I don't think Kenny needs soap. I feel like Kenny's probably very particular. Yeah. We're talking about Kenny Ortega. But I think Kenny might also be particular about like the wine that he drinks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We I could get Kenny some good wine. And what about like if he's lactose intolerant? That's fine. He can give it to Dove, you know? <laughs> Being socially uh. forward. Uh, <laughs> wow. John Lasseter tried to coach Being Brad Bird. John Lasseter tried to coax Brad Bird to come join him in 1995 when Pixar was working on A Bug's Life, but Bird declined. When he later left 20th Century Fox, Lasseter again asked, but Bird turned him down again as he had a contract with Warner Brothers to make The Iron Giant. I need you to know I'm just picturing like an actual bird turning Same, down. same. I, lo- I think it's kind of an awesome last name though. Like I wouldn't hate it. Like a bird, I wanna fly away. You know? I think I could rock it. You couldn't if you would sing that song all the time. <laughs> all the time. You're not allowed to have that last yeah, name. Like a bird. This is why you have the name John. And the CK is cheesy, everyone. <laughs> and not lactose intolerant. <laughs> That's why we need to send him the wine. Oh my god! Uh, why no, don't we cheese? just send him all cheese? I'm the wine. You're the cheese. Oh. <laughs> I was say, just all cheese. Just the stinkiest cheese. I like Gouda. <laughs> all right. However, when Warner Brothers failed to properly promote the film, uh. Bird finally agreed to join Pixar. The film Iron Giant, by the way. I can completely understand why. 
Brad Bird would be upset about that because I remember Iron Giant and I don't think there was any promotion put into that movie. No, there literally wasn't. Like, there was a sort of resurgence of Iron Giant a while ago because there was some article put out about, like, literally about the lack of promotion. Because, was like, it even released in theaters? Like, I don't even I remember so. that. I know we owned it on VHS, but I don't remember seeing it I feel like everyone it owned theaters. it at VHS. I feel like it was instantly in that, like, Walmart dollar movie bin, you know? <laughs> remember the walmart dollar movie i mean like i don't remember we like because animated movies i feel like we got them pretty quickly because we were children and had we were a blockbuster family so so were we we, a lot of movies really i don't i think every family was a blockbuster family and yet somehow they're (laughs) yeah somehow they're gone thanks netflix um but uh, Lasseter had only one request for his friend, make the film you've been dying to make, as Bird had been sitting on the idea of making a cartoon about a family of superheroes for over a decade. The Incredibles was the natural choice. Brad Bird's son, Nicholas Bird, what a name, is the voice for the little boy on the tricycle. He also voiced Squirt, the baby turtle, in the previous Pixar film, Finding Nemo, from 2003. What a role, you know, prestigious. Um, The little boy on the tricycle is named Rusty, cute, not, Um, and that's revealed only in the film's credits and in a comic published in Disney Adventures magazine. Nepotism at its finest, y'all. We're big fans of nepotism here, but like, I'm only a fan of nepotism when it benefits me, but it's literally never benefited me. Yeah, I like nepotism in my movies because I know, like, it's not an industry, like, that I'm directly in, per se, but... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, like, trying to get a role in a movie. Yeah, exactly. But if, like, one of the... If I was working in an office and somebody's kid got, like, handed a managerial role, that would would piss me right off. Yeah, exactly. Not a fan of that kind of nepotism. Nepotism in movies is cool. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Like, I... (laughs) Blue Ivy, like, needs a platinum record. It's fine, (laughs) I think, as long as it's, like, acknowledged. You know? Like, as long as people say like nepotism is happening yeah exactly exactly like blue ivy is gonna get everything she ever wanted and like northwest i like i get it like that's cool that's fine because it doesn't directly affect me great for them they yeah. deserve everything that they're not that they they don't deserve, they deserve literally nothing anything, that they're but... going to get but they're gonna get it and i'm cool with it but but like i wish it was me completely it, it comes from a place of jealousy obviously always um, during development, villain Bomb, Vi- Bomb Voyage was originally named Bomb Perignon. Uh, the famous champagne maker would not provide legal rights for the use of the name, however, so it was changed. I thought that was super interesting. That is cute. I definitely would have preferred if it was Bomb Perignon. Also, did the scene look a lot different? Was he like carrying like a champagne bottle that because he popped there, on there the people? Because there also was a scene with champagne. There was? At the very end, when they were, like, getting out, and they see the van of the bad guys, and he's, like, popping champagne. Oh, yeah, I don't know why he was popping champagne, but he was. And then Mr. Incredible catches the cork, and you're like, whoa! No one cares where the cork goes. It's all about that, like, nice stream. No, but, like, catching a cork? Catching a champagne cork. Also... I have a great story let's about Emily also getting hit in the eye with a champagne cork. Also, let's throw it back to the Kim Kardashian with the champagne thing over. Remember let's that? Let's not. What was that? What was paper magazine? Paper. Oh, my God. Okay. So, if you'd like to hear more from us. From our bubble bath <laughs> happening upstairs. 
Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, go to tbtamp.com for everything you need to know about the show. And there you can also find a link to our Redbubble store where you can buy stuff, casual, um, to support our show. And always remember, charity starts at home and we are your home. <laughs> exactly. We are your home away from home. Oh, or we are your home at home. You know, you're probably at home. Exactly. That was a lot. <laughs> we're, we're the home for your ears. Oh. No. Yeah? Cute. Your we're just home? like a little pair of earmuffs, you know? Exactly. Oh, like soft, spoofy earmuffs. Also, while you're listening to this podcast, scroll to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app and select five stars. Go to our page in the Apple Podcast oh, yeah. app. Don't well, just like scroll to the bottom and you find this podcast that you never listened to. Those published in No, if you're listening to our podcast right now, it's already up. So you just scroll all the way to the bottom. Yeah, like go to like stars. the like the main page for our yeah, podcast. Yeah, and make sure it's like scroll. pulled up where our like icons in the middle, and then you just scroll. Our the icon would be like off to the side, not quite in the middle. Yeah, but if you pull it up, and then it says like five stars, like blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rate us five stars. And if you truly love us, go the extra mile and leave us a review. But Yay. if you don't love us, just give us five stars. Just like Edna Mode. She didn't love us, but Edna Mode made sure to give us five stars anyway. Absolutely. Um, and if you don't give kind. us five stars, don't even bother. Edna Mode, she's honest, but she's kind. Exactly. It comes from a kind place. Um, just like me. Which is... <laughs> that true? It does. <laughs> I just want everyone to be the best, and that's why I'm so mean. Interesting. Okay. I thought you wanted us to be the worst. <laughs> no, I clearly, if I wanted you to be the worst, I wouldn't say anything. Sometimes I'm trying to... Wow. <laughs> be sure to talk about our podcast to literally anyone who would listen. Uh, friends, parents, work colleagues, the person in the bathroom stall next to you, on Facebook, anyone. Spread the word of TBT AMP like you would Jesus Christ. Or like you would a head cold in December. Spread it. Spread it. If you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at tbtamp. Follow us, please. Um, you can also follow our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts. Olivia is at Mackie's Cheesy, and I am at Miranda Johnson. On to the plot. Yes. So the movie starts with a young Mr. Incredible. Um, and he both saves a kitten stuck in a tree for an elderly woman and stops a robber in a high-speed chase. He is busy. Um, when his number one fan tries to do a ride-along, Mr. Incredible kicks him out of the car and continues off to his next save, um, where he thwarts a purse snatcher with Elastigirl, and Elastigirl is the best. Like, yes. here especially, she's just, like, so flirty and fun and thriving she is an independent woman yes um not unlike becca kufrin i'm an independent woman <laughs> later while stopping a bank robber <laughs> slash suicide i think it was mostly the suicide that he was stopping and then they're like randomly was a bank robber um uh, mr incredible's fanboy shows up once again and the fanboy endangers a train full of people after a bomb goes off. And they also, like, destroy a portion of the tracks from the bomb. Anyway, um, Mr. Incredible is able to save the passengers. And he quickly leaves the scene to attend his wedding to Elastigirl. And it's like... Plot twist. Burr, plot twist. Elastigirl was his fiance all along. Yeah, I hope I'm flirting with my fiance like that. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the day of your wedding, I, I feel like you're probably pretty blurry, but I would hope it's, like, going well that day, but, I mean, yeah. they're a very cute couple. They are. 
Um, this section is really, really action-packed, and it really gives you a sense of, like, the world and the city that we're in, and especially of Mr. Incredible, because he just keeps being like, I have time, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I have time today. I can keep just solving these crimes. I wish and that I had a third of the energy that Mr. Incredible has. Oh, completely. I am, like, Miss Terrible. Like, if he is Mr. Incredible, I am something else. Like... It's bad. Yeah, today, for example of how little I actually get done in my life, um, today I made a post-it note of, like, five things that I'm like, okay, I need to get these done before I leave today. Well, not even before I... When I was making the list, I'm like, okay, this is what I need to get done before I leave, but realistically, it won't take me that long to do it. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, all this stuff will, like, take me, like, an hour, and then I'll have, like, this spare time. Seven I'll, hours to... I know, and I'm like, it literally, the, but then it was, like, literally the rest of the day, and I got them all done, but, like, barely kind of thing, and I'm like, okay, maybe I need to, I need to stop either overestimating, overestimating my abilities and, like, my eth- work ethic, or... Maybe, like, stop shooting so so high with my... I need to realize that, like, okay, Olivia, maybe a normal person would get these done in an hour, but you're not normal. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. But at least you got things done, you know? It's oh, yeah, fine. totally. I'm, I've definitely been much better at work recently. I would like everyone to know. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of myself, but now I feel underpaid. <laughs> Public opinion soon turns against all superheroes following a series of lawsuits citing the excessive damage caused by their crime fighting. Understandable. The government initiates a relocation program in which all the superheroes must only go by their secret identities and swear to no longer use their powers or fight crime. Fifteen years later, Mr. Incredible, now known as Bob Parr, works for an insurance company, which he hates, as I feel like most people who work for insurance companies do, while the former Elastigirl, now Helen Parr, raises their children, Violet, whose power is invisibility and the ability to make force fields, Dash, who is incredibly fast, and Jack-Jack in the suburbs. Um, so my question, how did Dash get his name? Because... <laughs> Like, did they know he was super fast when he came out of the womb? I don't... Like, did he run out of her? I don't know. Um, the name Dash for this baby really rem- reminds me of last season of Love Island. So there's an episode where they all got these little, like, fake babies, like you would get in, like, freshman year of high school or whatever. My school oh, yeah, couldn't yeah, afford yeah. them, but, like, normal schools, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, my school probably could have. They didn't value it. Um, we only had, like, one specific class that you could get yeah, them for. like, the cheap schools would give you, like, a sack of flour. The fancy schools would give you, like, a fake baby that cried. Yeah, anyway, we had the babies, but... They gave the couples these fake babies to, like, see if they could, like, successfully raise a kid. And, like, whoever did the best got a date or whatever. And um, the... There was this, this couple... The guy's last name was Hughes. They named the kid Cash. So his name was Cash Hughes. That's so cute. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. It was a long story for just like a dumb name pun. Yeah, Cash that's Hughes. super cute. I really like that though. That's adorable. What if that was like your actual name? Cash Hughes. I would kill my parents. Like I would kill my parents. But that's, that's honestly like that's just a really smart and funny thing to think of. Yeah, well... Like, Jason Lee has a kid named Pilot Inspector. That's ridiculous. It's Scientology. (laughs) 
Yeah, crazy. Um, so this section has so much exposition. It's ridiculous. So they give you sort of like the history of the superheroes and all this stuff. Um, and I took a few screenshots that I just want to talk about really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took screenshots of these like newspapers who, that sort of gave you an idea of like what it was that the supers... Is that what you say? Like the opposite of muggles, the supers. Yeah, um, the supers. So sort of like what they were doing. And this is from the Munisberg Tribune. Um, and one of them was X-ray vision peeping Tom, question mark. (laughs) Um, I don't really know why there's a question mark, but it's nice that this newspaper isn't, like, completely incriminating this guy. Like, they put the the question mark there so it isn't, like, libel, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of funny. It was a citizen's arrest. Nabs do-gooder. I don't know. Super snooper sees freedom. Get it? (laughs) X-ray vision. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. And then there was another one, and the headline is Super Damages, and the S's are both money signs. Um, and this is from... It looks like this is from the... When Mr. Incredible, like, saved the train mm-hmm. thing, and it says, Another bold rescue ends in disaster. Landmark damage. Scores injured. I love, like, referring to a group of people as a score. Yeah. It's just, like... Just say 20, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Tens of people are injured. I don't know. It sounds like more. Another one of the lawsuits that was brought against them was because of Mr. Incredible. The guy that he saves when, uh, who is trying to commit suicide, jumping off a building, sues him for like a neck injury or something like that. Yeah. Because. So dumb. Like, sir, you were alive. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, you didn't save save my life. You ruined my death, which is really hard to see. (laughs) You're laughing, but it's kind of hard to see, like, this week when we've lost so many... So okay, many you can't say that and make me sound like an asshole for laughing. It was a oh, funny God line. Um, and then another one was Dynaguy sued. Um, Dynaguy charged with public endangerment, faces damages. Um, and there's a great picture here. And then the last one, I paused and I was reading the article and I found a typo and it just made me really excited. Um, so this is... It says something like menace, super menace to society. Um, and it's by Stan Tall, get it? Yes. Um, from the Affiliated Press, because this universe also still has the Affiliated Press. Um, and Isn't it, it says, the Associated Press in this world? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the AP. Um, so this article says, if it is the age of the super, capitalized S, then it is also the age of the victim. Oof. Um, Ain't that the truth? The innocent bystander, the law-abiding citizen who lives in constant fear under the shadow of those more powerful than they. The typo here is that instead of saying bystander, it says bystander. I feel like that might be a joke on like how people pronounce words incorrectly. You know, Maybe. maybe I don't know, but it's also just. You know, only I'm noticing this. Yes. <laughs> Digging deep. We're doing yeah. a deep dive. <laughs> Truly. Like, call me... Call you what? I don't know. Nobody oh. is swimming. <laughs> I was really trying to think of, like, a water superhero. Call me Aquaman. We're doing a deep dive. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. <That's> um, <laughs> honestly, I kind of understand why Bob misses crime fighting so much. It would be so shitty to feel like you were like actually making a difference in people's lives like being a superhero yeah. and then you just have to 
like work at an insurance company and feel completely unfulfilled the worst insurance company like when he lifts up his head and like he's in a football field sized (laughs) cubicle den yeah i mean i personally i wish i had a cubicle i'm like bitter that i don't have a cubicle but like the poor lighting Um, yeah the poor lighting and then just like what he has to do like it's the same he's interacting with the same old lady from earlier when he rescued the cat Mm -hmm. um and sort of telling her how to fix this insurance thing and like he's giving money away but he i don't know it just seems horrible he seems so miserable he's like giant so he doesn't fit in the cubicle yeah yeah that was <laughs> yeah that was weird uh, too <laughs> like does no one notice that he's like uh, a, a, a huge man yeah he's literally a giant compared to everyone else in this movie yeah um and then he also his boss is um, the worst the guy his boss is the worst but his boss is also voiced by wallace sean as mentioned earlier which totally worked yeah it did um, so yeah, Bob still hangs out with his best friend, Lucius Best, formerly Frozone, and the two enjoy sneaking out of the house, listening to police scanners, and dish out some vigilante justice on petty criminals. Quickly, I just want to say, what if Frozone, instead of, like, making ice, what if he just made, like, frozen yogurt, you know? That would be amazing. Or, like, Slurpees. <laughs> Honestly, that's a better superpower than Frozone has. Yeah, <laughs> Frozone totally. has, like the worst superpower you could possibly have he just like makes ice and then like ice skates around everywhere yeah i don't know like things freeze but they very quickly unfreeze i don't know he's very much like the male version of elsa and like elsa was not considered a superhero (laughs) that's so So, true yeah he's like the male social elsa yeah yeah but does he have a castle i don't think so he could make one though if he He did have a very nice apartment yeah, a very nice downtown apartment. Yeah. They definitely made he, the right choice in having is, children. Yeah, he doesn't have kids and mm-hmm. like he can sort of do whatever he wants because of it. Um, so yeah, Lucius realizes that these antics are probably risky, but he continues to indulge for the sake of Bob's happiness. How nice. What a good friend. When Bob returns home after one of these outings, Helen is awake and waiting for him, and she worries about potentially having to move their family again, since Bob's reliving the glory days has been an issue in the past. They're basically like in the witness protection program. Yes, this relocation super program. protection program. Yes, but it seems like there's the only princess protection program. Sorry. Really, <laughs> one city that they kind of like move these people around in. So Munisburg. Yeah, yeah, it, which was seemed like New York. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Which is like, that's the same thing with like Gotham City and everything. Like, mm-hmm. none of these superheroes are ever in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, no, no one wants to protect us. <laughs> Our city is not worth protecting. No, it's absolutely not. Yeah, no, they, they did. Don't G A F. Um, At work, Bob is called into his supervisor's office to be reprimanded, where he sees a mugging taking place outside the window. Uh, he gets up to leave so he can help the man, but his boss threatens to fire him if he should walk out the door, causing Bob to lose his temper, uh, throw his boss through a wall after grabbing him in a chokehold or like in a stranglehold kind of thing. Um, so he is subsequently fired. Uh, once he returns home, Bob finds a message from a woman named Mirage claiming Ooh. to need his assistance as Mr. Incredible and offering him a job paying triple his salary with his first mission being to destroy a giant tripod robot thing on a remote island. 
Yeah. How much do you think that Mr. Incredible made? And would you risk your life and your family to make three times your salary? <laughs> no. For like a week of work, work, you know? Like he got to go to this cool like Hawaiian island and like almost die, but make three times his salary. And I mean... It, I don't know if I knew it was like gonna work out. Sure, but That's like, true. he has a lot of confidence. How much? How much do you think Mr. Incredible made though? I don't know because his provide because his wife doesn't work, so it's a single in- income family. It's also uh, set in like, you know, the time when people could actually live this way the before 90s. they all ruined it for us. Um, early two thousands, two thousand four. It's true. Anytime pre two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, 100K? Because he, like, goes out and gets, like... You think that him just, like, randomly doing insurance, he's making $100,000 a year? Yeah, that's true. That's true. They live in a meager house, you know? Yeah. He drives a bad car. Yeah. I don't know. I think that he's probably making, like, like, fifty. I would think, I think maybe like seven, because I'm trying to like triple it, because he goes out after, he's like in the he suburbs, it, he goes out and gets like a really nice car, is yeah. the whole thing. So like maybe I'm thinking like 70, because then it would be like, oh, we can definitely afford a pretty nice car. Maybe. I don't know. I would hope so. He's supporting a wife and three children. Yeah, exactly. He needs to like make more. It was probably like $5,000 though, because that was back when you could like live on that much. Exactly. You in, know, like the 50s like or whatever. Age. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. After Mirage gives him the details of the mission, they stuff him into a bank canister tube and shoot him out onto the island, which is presumably not that far away. I don't understand. Um, Mr. Incredible wanders around the island for a while, and then the robot eventually finds him and attempts to kill him. To destroy it, he tricks the machine, which follows his movements, into ripping out its insides and its power source by hiding inside of it. Mirage and her mysterious boss watch Mr. Incredible work via security cameras, and she's told to invite him to dinner. We never see Mirage's mysterious boss, but we hear his voice. Um, And also, I want to note that one of the things Mirage says that kind of comes back is that the monster spider robot thing, um, it learns from the way that the opponents fight back. Mm -hmm. So it sort of learns how to better beat them next time by seeing how they fight. Rejuvenated by the action of his recent adventure, Bob works on improving his relationships with Helen and the kids, and rather than going to work each day, he begins a rigorous training program to get back into shape for the next mission from Mirage. This is written like he has an option, but honestly, he's unemployed, and like I'd also be in great shape if I was unemployed. Yeah, that's true. Same here. Same here. Like, if I had the time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. If I had the energy. Not even the time, it's the energy. Yeah, the the energy's a big part of it, but I feel like I would have energy if I didn't have a job. Exactly. Uh, Bob pays a visit to Edna Mode, a fashion slash closet superhero costume designer, to have a tear in his suit patched. But she insists on making him an entirely new super suit. Mirage calls to inform Bob while Helen listens silently in a different room that his next mission is ready and they want him back on the island immediately. At home, Helen discovers the patch job on Bob's suit and calls Edna to find out what's up. Edna tells her that she created a new suit not only for Mr. Incredible, but also for Elastigirl and their entire family. Ooh. Um, back on the island, Mr. Incredible finds out that his biggest fanboy took this rejection a little bit harder than anticipated, and he became a villain named Syndrome, which is a terrible name. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he has spent his entire life developing weapons to get strong enough to one day defeat Mr. Incredible. And he's amassed a large fortune along the way by selling his invention to small countries as military equipment. So he's just like young, ugly Elon Musk. Yeah, but I don't think Elon Musk sells weapons. No, but like I think he could. Like I think if Elon Musk wanted to, he yeah, could. Yeah, like for Elon sure, Musk but... could be absolutely be a superhero if he wanted. Yeah, for sure. But I think the whole point of of syndrome being a villain, you Elon know, he's Musk, like selling he weapons to small countries so they can like you evil know. Musk. Exactly. That's a better Agreed. superhero name. Um, where am I? So, Syndrome begins fighting Mr. Incredible, who eventually falls over a waterfall into a pool below that Syndrome drops a bomb into casually. You know, Syndrome just has bombs. Um, Mr. Incredible is weirdly able to escape into a cave within the volcano and avoid detection. So, Helen makes a trip to Edna's compound, which is probably the best part of the movie, Mm -hmm. where she's shown the new super suits for the entire family, designed specifically for their individual powers. Helen is pretty shocked. She's shook, if you will. And Edna insists that she thought Helen knew the suits had been commissioned. Oh, I love commissioned there. I love the word commissioned. I feel like you commission a new, like, fashion piece, though. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. Like, they specifically asked for it. Yeah. And it's a work of art. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it's bespoke, if you will. Um, <laughs> so she encourages her to use the GPS in Bob's suit to find out where he actually is. That's one of the features that Edna puts in is like a GPS. So they always know where they are. But like maybe don't have the GPS like make noise and Maybe blink. just like find my iPhone, you know? Yeah. Like let's not make noise <laughs> and blink as soon as it gets turned on because yeah, as a superhero, stealth is like an asset. Yeah. But I think as a superhero, I think you also want to know. <sighs> I think you also want to know when you're being tracked. But if it's your family, your family, if it's your family, I don't think it's like a thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Mr. Incredible is able to break back into Syndrome's volcano headquarters, eventually sneaking into (laughs) a computer room that details Syndrome's plan to eliminate all superheroes and send his robot out to destroy cities. When Helen activates the GPS on Mr. Incredible's suit, the beeping and flashing trigger a sensor in the computer room to shoot expanding rubber bubble things to trap him. Ridiculous. Like, this entire paragraph is ridiculous. His volcano headquarters and his bubbles rubber but the volcano headquarters is really cool like that this island is lit like this island is so cool the lava wall and they have like their own like uh their own monorail which is really cool this (laughs) island is yeah the monorail is really cool it's It's like yeah if it's like if the hunger games arena from catching fire was also like disneyland yeah it's really cool like i'm not i'm not mad at what he's done with the island i ain't mad (laughs) i ain't mad about the island Um, After finding his location, Edna encourages Helen to go to Bob and confront him slash win him back. Helen decides to leave the kids at home with Violet in charge, borrowing a plane from an old friend, but the kids discover their super suits and Violet and Dash sneak onto the plane as well. Do we know how old Violet is? She's in high school, I think. Okay, and then Dash is in middle school. Yes. Elementary. Middle? I think... Late elementary. Okay. So like maybe That's like fifth fair. grade? Fifth grade? Yeah. Um, so one of the quotes that I really liked was um, when Helen was leaving the house to look for Bob, Violet says, 
you mean dad's in trouble or dad is the trouble? And Helen says, I mean, either he's in trouble or he's going to be. Yeah, probably both. Yeah, exactly. But I love that. I think that's a great solid answer. That's a very married couple answer. Totally. It's also funny. Like, the writing in this is funny. Oh, yeah. Very much. The They have very... Um, Mr. Bird did a great job. Yeah, some very good setup punch jokes like mm-hmm. quick setup punch like very you don't it's you don't have to wait for the laugh it's just right there mm-hmm. um also how close is this island because helen tells violet that she's only going to be gone for a few hours yeah i don't know like is is it supposed to be new york or is it supposed to be it's a fictional movie sorry it's cartoon we don't it's fine you know it's like not happening on this planet yeah still it's a cartoon whatever Okay. We did not give the disclaimer this time. Suspending reality. We, we did give a disclaimer within Toy Story, which is the last yeah. episode that we did. Go listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, we did say that, like, in animated movies, it's much easier to just suspend disbelief. Mm-hmm. But there's still questions, you know? Like, we still we still need to know these things. Yeah, the... Because um... this clearly isn't, like, Catalina Island. Yeah, no, no, no. It's definitely the... Um geography and the logistics of, of this yeah, movie it's are, just are a, a really skewed. fast jet yeah all the jets are really fast <laughs> but like it's also it's a world with superheroes yeah it's so. okay okay fine um yeah so syndrome figures out that the plane is request syndrome figures out that the plane requesting to land on the island is for mr incredible and he sends missiles to shoot it down but elastigirl is able to save them by stretching herself into a parachute and then they land safely in the ocean did we talk about oh yeah violet and dash sneak onto the plane as well um so the family is able to reach the island by Elastigirl stretching into the shape of a boat and Dash <laughs> propelling them to land, and they set up a fire in a cave off the beach. Um, but this scene where like Elastigirl is shaped in a boat and then Dash is like <laughs> kicking, so completely weird. absurd. It's so weird. But I am Violet, just like sitting in the middle, not doing. Oh yeah, anything. she's just like I'm the passenger on this boat. <laughs> I know. Like the mom is sort of steering, and like Dash is. Kicking? The propeller yeah, and yeah. like Violet's literally just not doing anything but sitting there and I'm like me. So when they're in the cave, um, Elastigirl makes a comment that she says, "I think your father's in trouble." And Violet says, "If you haven't noticed, Mom, we're not doing so hot either." I think Violet is very like quippy, and I like her. I yeah, like she's her. Funny. I like her um, her high school teenage angst and sass. But also, like, I like her much more at this point than I like her at the end of the movie when she, like, is wearing the headband and, like, talking to that boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She has deep under eye circles, though, which I really <laughs> relate to. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Also, she doesn't look like either of her parents at all whatsoever. Nope. Like, her hair's, like, jet black. Her eyes are dark. She honestly kind of looks like Edna Mode. Yeah! Mm. <laughs> there are some questions there. Um, also, what kind of masks are these fam- is this family wearing? They just, like, stick them to their face, and they just, like, stay there forever. Yeah. Like, it's I, very strange. I don't understand how that works. Like, are they, like, suction? Or, like, there's no strap or, like, adhesive, so... Also, and they the put, like, a little tongue. mask on their face, and they're completely unrecognizable. <laughs> it's very Gossip Girl. It's very, you know, Superman. 
Yeah, it's just these these Hannah costumes Montana. are not. Yeah, exactly. They're not like. I say gossip girl because there was the masquerade episode. I'm not talking about like literally anything else. Yeah, it's like one episode. The gossip girl one episode. Like I'm just gonna let you drop that in there and then move forward. It's fine. Swiftly moving on. Um, (laughs) Helen Helen leaves the kids in the cave um, to and is able to infiltrate Syndrome's headquarters, which are like it's like a volcano kind of thing. Yeah, the volcano headquarters. Yeah, it kind of looks like. A volcano, but it's shaped the same way as, like, Shrek's house in the swamp. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Just picture, like, Shrek's house if it was a volcano. It kind of looks like an upside-down funnel. Which is what a volcano looks like. No, because it has, like, a spout at the top. Okay. Okay. That sort of goes in and straight up at the top. Okay. I was like, Instead of just being, just being sort of a straight triangle, it has, like, a triangle with a little spout at the top. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Agreed. Um, So, at the, in Syndrome's headquarters, Helen sees that the, or Elastigirl sees that the robot, uh, the robot, the, like, spider robot thing from before is being packaged into... <laughs> I don't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I think it had a name, but I didn't write it down. Um, being packaged into a missile intended to be sent to the city. Dash and Violet are discovered and hunted down by Syndrome's guard, but they fend them off with their powers. Ooh. Pissed that Syndrome gambled with her life earlier, Mirage secretly releases Mr. Incredible and tells him that his family survived the plane crash. However, Elastigirl arrives just in time to see him hugging Mirage in gratitude, and she punches her in the face. Um, Why can't you get mad at your husband for that? Yes, yeah, I think she was. But um, he pulls Elastigirl in for a kiss and tells her she is perfect. Whatever. Uh, Mirage informs them both that their kids have triggered the alarm and security has been sent to handle them. So the parents take off into the jungle to rescue them. Yes. Um, also, loved when Dash turns Violet's turns Violet's force field into this like giant ball to like run through the forest. Yeah, really they're like cool. zorbing or whatever it's called. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've seen it in real life, but like not one that like can go through forests and stuff. Yeah, no, 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 not one this fast. Yeah, no, not yeah, exactly. But it's cool. So Violet sort of figures out how to harness her force field, which is great. Like, yeah, necessary. Yeah, because she's the only one who like doesn't seem to have a grasp on her stuff. Y- yeah. I yeah. mean, her and what's his name? Jack-Jack? Jack. Jack? Yeah, but they didn't even think he had powers until the very end. Which, like, your other kids have powers. Like, presumably their powers did not set in as soon as they were born. Well, they named their kid Dash, so. Maybe they <laughs> so, hopefully. But Dash is no more. Um, Dash got closed down, and it's really oh, yeah, true. The I Dash guess- dolls. Totally had a really cool water bottle from there, and then I lost it sometime in my move here. And That's like, weird. it makes me really sad. It was a really cool water bottle. It was like matte, but then it had dash, and like the dash was like glossy. It was really cool. Like it was the best water bottle. I, I somehow doubt it. It was really cool. As the family's fighting the guards, Syndrome is able to capture them and bring them back to his headquarters. There, he details his plan and monologues. Um, and he details his plan to send the robot to the city where it will wreak havoc until he arrives and defeats it by manipulating its controls, becoming a hero in the public's eyes, which is, okay, awful, but also so smart. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> like, um, it's more like a marketing 
scheme. Yeah, he's trying to trick people into thinking that he's a superhero too. But like he's just a normal dude. Well, and if Syndrome wasn't as smart as he was, he'd be working at like a grocery store checkout counter. (laughs) But like also he wants to, you know, like his whole thing isn't that he wants to be a superhero. It's that he wants to like take away the meaning of the word super, which is like crazy. It's our word. Yeah. (laughs) Um... So yeah, he plans to later sell his invention so that everyone can be super, effectively rendering the word meaningless, as Olivia just said. So after Syndrome leaves to follow the robot to the city, the Incredibles escape, and with Mirage's help, they take a rocket back to the city. The robot has already begun destroying the city, which Lucius sees and decides to super up and help. Love super up. Souped up. You know? Um, like can we can super we super up <laughs> super up how would you have said that i don't know like <laughs> I, I don't know i don't even want to i don't even want to say it there's the iconic scene where he's like where's my super suit and she's like i put it away and he doesn't know where it is anyway the greatest good you're ever gonna get yeah. line it's very iconic everybody says it all the time we would gladly accept it as an actual itunes review in case you didn't notice those itunes reviews at the beginning were fake please leave us a review on itunes exactly syndrome arrives to fight the robot um quote unquote yeah fight. not really but it quickly adapts to his abilities and attacks the remote on his wrist that renders him incapable of controlling the robot anymore the yeah so syndrome is like done yeah like he, yeah he syndrome gone. is over yeah he that went, fell apart very quickly yes um the incredibles in frozone arrive to take on the robot and are able to defeat it by using the remote to launch one of the claws into itself again destroying the power source very reminiscent of earlier in the movie uh the incredibles arrive home to find syndrome kidnapping jack jack to raise him as his sidekick and exact revenge on the family again very creative um for you know yeah i didn't remember this part at all like i thought when that other thing happened i thought that was the end of the movie yeah same uh as syndrome is flying up to his plane to escape with the baby jack jack's powers begin to reveal themselves and he ignites into a little fireball then shifts into some demon like creepy thing and he also switches to like lead like he's like a lead baby. Okay, I, I totally didn't. Where see he that was part. like too heavy, and then syndrome like falls down. Okay, and then I think he turns into the demon. Oh my god! I don't really understand what his power is. I think it's just shape shifting. Like, yeah, like a shape shifting kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's odd. Frozone's messed up if he just like turns into fire. Yeah, Frozone's powers suck. Like Frozone <laughs> has the powers of Jack Jack if Jack Jack could only do one thing. Yeah, you know, like how did Frozone get such a bad deal in this whole thing? I mean, he's still super. <laughs> he got something. Okay, whatever. Um, he got like a best friend out of it. Yeah, that's true. Cute. <laughs> uh, Mr. Incredible throws Elastigirl, who catches the baby, and Syndrome is sucked into the propeller of the jet by his cape. Which is a callback to earlier when Enda Mode says, no capes! Yeah, capes are bad. Presumably a month later, the Incredibles attend a track meet that Dash is competing in where Violet plans a date with her crush. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who's not very cute. Ooh, ooh. He's a cartoon. (laughs) Okay, they have realistic, like, features. Okay, whatever. Um, I also, you're not supposed to think he's cute because he's in high school. Olivia. (laughs) Okay, cute, not hot. Okay, whatever. Um, so Dash is 
encouraged to come in second place. Like, he's like, he can never really go full out because then it would no. be too obvious that he's oh, super. Yeah. So his parents are always like, get second place so that you're like doing well, but you don't win completely. Yeah, which is um, weird, but you don't you know. mess up. Anyway, so as they're leaving, they see a new mole man villain threatening the city and they all put their masks on, presumably to save the day. But that's where the movie ends. And presumably, that's where the second movie starts off. The second movie, Olivia has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you excited? 95%. I checked it this afternoon and it was 94. Oh, I checked it this afternoon too. Weird. What are your overall comments, Olivia, on this movie? Now that we're done with the plot, you all know what happens. You're ready to go see Incredibles 2. So (laughs) I definitely enjoyed that the fight scenes were kept fairly brief and there was a lot of character and plot development. Um, I again noticed and loved the trademark adult humor that went over my head as a child, but I fully understood as an adult. Yeah, there really was like a lot of adult humor and adult dialogue in this, which I think Pixar specifically does really Mm -hmm. well. Like even more well than like Disney, Mm -hmm. Pixar does that. Um, And one, I I did think that a lot of the action scenes went on a little long. Um, I also don't really think that we needed the end part where Syndrome like kidnapped Jack Jack. Like that just seems super random to me. And like, did we need to kill him? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It seemed a little morbid. Yeah, and then another. We also killed so many of, like, Syndrome's henchmen, you know what I mean? When they were, like, chasing around, um, when they were chasing around Dash and Violet the whole time. Like, Mm -hmm. they were, also, you say, like, oh, they named Dash knowing what his power was. Did they know, name Violet knowing that she would be, like, emo? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I I think there's a lot of people, Violet's, like, a normal name, though. There's people named Violet. Do you think they named Violet knowing that she was, like, gonna turn into a blueberry? You're turning Violet, Violet. Um, I mean, I, I, I think that was a a choice made Oh, by, so you don't think that naming the kid Dash was a choice by... But it's just not, it's, it's not the same. I think I'm it was I'm just really like, calling out your logic here. I think here. it's like, it wasn't, wasn't Charlie and Chocolate Factory like satirical or something like that? I don't think this is meant yeah, to be. You don't be. think this is? I mean, I think that this is I don't just, think... it's just as much of a, it's, it's just a story for children. Yeah. Okay. Like there's a lesson behind all of them. And yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory also happens to have a lesson. Anyway. Okay. But um, it's, just, it's just, it's different. I also want to say one thing that, like, this movie really reminded me of Kingsman, which is kind of weird. Kingsman, obviously, much more adult, much more gruesome and things like that. But, like, this movie had people blowing up and it had, like, explosions and fighting and things like that. Um, and... I don't know, it just kind of, like, the music reminded me of Kingsman and sort of the vibe and the technology a little bit, too. Um, And I thought it was really sort of interesting to see the parallels there, even though they're about completely different things. Yeah, I didn't get, like, the... From the Kingsman, I get a very British vibe, and I just didn't get that at all from this. Yeah, but it is sort of, like... Most of Kingsman is sort of a dated British vibe, yeah. Um, where everything's a little bit more old-fashioned. There is like cliche, and, like stealing cars and stuff, but it is a little bit more. Anyway, Kingsman's one of my favorite movies, so I'm glad you love like... that. And I saw some similarities in The Incredibles. So, what was your rating? Um, or wait, who's your yet. character to keep an eye on? My character to keep an eye on Olivia just stole, but my character to keep an eye on. <laughs> Is Edna Mode, obviously. I don't like, think there is I think one. Incredibles 2 
will probably be just because they like they now know how beloved Edna 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 is and also they have so much access to the voice actor who plays Edna like they can literally do whatever they want he's not gonna be like oh I don't want to do that um but yeah so it's Edna mode I think like the entirety of Incredibles 2 should be Edna mode like get Edna mode I don't think it would be I don't think it should be like the Incredibles two, I think it should. There should. I think be Edna its Mode needs a spinoff. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. The 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 Edna Mode story or so, whatever. Yeah. Beast be Mode. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Now, what's your rating? I think my rating for this is like a four. A four. Same. Yeah. Okay. Like definitely worse than Toy Story, but still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um. Do you want to? pick the movie that we're going to watch next week first or do you want to do the game first um let's figure out what we're going to do next week okay 100 confessions of a teenage drama queen oh absolutely okay (laughs) i'm not excited so next week we'll be doing confessions of a teenage drama queen in the meantime we're not done yet we're gonna play a game can't wait for olivia to be a super crimey that girl was a wife. It's such a bad movie. It's Good. just so bad. Plan a movie night. We're going to take a BuzzFeed quiz, um, and it's going to tell us to plan a movie night, and it'll tell us which character from The Incredibles you're most like. This is by Jesse Noel 0415. It was posted on June 6, 2008 at 3.20 in the morning. Shout out, Jesse. <laughs> um, it's a community contributor, so she could be a listener. You don't know. He... No, Jesse Noel, she. So the first question is choose a snack, and the options are um, popcorn, Hershey's chocolate, Black Forest gummy worms, um, potato chips that don't even look that good, and french fries. And then the last option is I'm not hungry, and we know we're not choosing that option, so I'm going with french fries. What'd you go with? Oh, um, I don't have that pulled up right now. Hold on, give me a second. I for some reason X out of it because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's I'm like sound drop. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like I really need that link. Where's the link? Oh my goodness! Stop with the little wheel. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh, Bailey I'm... sent me a video of a cow. Okay, I'm doing French fries. Yeah, French fries is definitely the right answer there. Um, <laughs> choose a chick flick is question number two. The options are Love Simon, The Holiday, Clueless, and Love Rosie. And this is so difficult. I also love that this list has Love Simon and Love Rosie. Yeah, odd um, ones. I feel like to include for I think, chick flicks. I think I'm gonna go with Love Rosie just because I want to like switch it up a little bit. All right, I did the holiday. Oh, Love Rosie is so like depressing. Um, choose a major motion picture from 2018: oh, Avengers, Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool 2, or Solo: A Star Wars Story. I'm going Black Panther. I'm going Deadpool 2 because I've heard it's amazing. It is so fun to take uh, qu- Buzzfeed quizzes on an iPad. You're just like tapping. It's like really yeah. nice. <sighs> Who are you with? Family, friends, my significant other, or I'm alone. This is planning a movie night? I Oh, oh, okay. Planning a movie night? I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably alone, too. I don't like watching movies with other people. You're with people. your family. You're with Brody. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 
Lastly, pick one more movie to end the night. I've never watched two movies in one night. And the options are Dumb and Dumber, Bridesmaids, or 21 Jump Street. I know what I'm choosing. Bridesmaids. 21 Jump Street. Okay. Who'd you get? I got Edna. I got Frozone. Okay, I got the better one. (laughs) That's fine. But, like, Edna is the best option there. But I think I got a pretty good option there. Like, Frozone has the worst power, but that's fine. She's just beating Helen. <laughs> Love that. Get yourself together. The public is in danger. My <laughs> evening is in danger. Yeah. Oh my god. That's great. Cool. I'm glad we got different ones. I, so am I. So am I. You thought I got a better one. Why is Frozone watching Love Rosie? <laughs> yeah, how did that work out? I don't know. Eating french fries. I get it. Yeah, I get the french fries for sure. I got the french fries from literally everyone, but like I can't see Edna Mode eating french fries. No, but like also Edna Mode I feel is like ice cream. is more of a, a, a gummy worms kind of guy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, that's it from us today. So go to TBT AMP for everything you need to know about the show. There you will also find a link to our pretty cool Redbubble store where you can buy stuff to support our show. And remember, always, charity starts at home. So give us your money if you'd like. Or just give us your money. You don't have to like it. It's fine. I don't like giving other people my money. But Why are I you highlighting it. everything? Oh, because I'm putting it over to the mini sode. Oh. Um, while you are listening to this podcast, scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app under our, um, our show selection and click five stars just for us. Easy as pie. And if you truly love us and want to give us some extra you know, special, some super special love for the week. Super special love. <laughs> you can go the extra mile and leave us a review. Hold on. Give me one second. Cause I think we actually did get a new review this week. Really? Yeah. So we got a review, a new review from Pelican Pablo. I have no idea who that is, but like, hi. Um, and they said, great pod. Love this pod. Such a throwback. And I low key love Miranda's not so subtle ex- obsession with Doug Cameron and her future. Um, Pelican Pablo, I also have an obsession with Dove Cameron's past, so. (laughs) It's a full blown obsession. Dove Cameron, past, present, future. Um, she's the best. The only one I'll allow her to talk about is her future. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely talk more about her past. Anyway, Dove Cameron, she's got a bright future ahead of her. What a gem. Does she? She got a mention in this episode. As with every episode. (laughs) Yeah, so that was the new review. Um, yeah, write a review. Greatest five stars. Um, also, be sure to talk about our podcast to literally everyone that will listen. Friends, parents, work colleagues, the person in the bathroom stall next to you, you know. Um, share it on Facebook. Anyone. Spread the word of TBT AMP like okay. you would. Like you would Jesus Christ. <laughs> or like a head cold in December because I don't want to think of another one. <laughs> Okay, if you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail or slide into our DMs, you know, like a sexy person you are. Good old creep you are. (laughs) Yeah, dang. On Instagram, at tbtamp. You can follow our personal Instagrams and Twitter accounts at... For me, Olivia at Mac is cheesy. That's M-A-C-K is cheesy. And Miranda at Miranda Johnson. That's... Miranda, J-O-N-J-O-H-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N. Yeah, M-I-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N. I also need to sneeze. We're taking a head cold. Oh my it's not yeah. I am falling apart. My hinges are off. It's off <laughs> the rails. Off I'm the fully, rails. I'm lost. 
You're a real syndrome in this world. Anyway, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. See you on Tuesday. Tuesday.